Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hi. You know that movie you always wanted to see, but you didn't for whatever reason? Well, I call those black hole films. Everyone has them, and this podcast aims to do something about that. I'm Jeremy Lalonde, and every episode I'll be joined by one or more guests to watch a film that at least someone in that group hasn't seen. We'll talk about our expectations of it before it, and then our thoughts after it. This is episode 51, and I'm joined by Norm Wilner from Now Magazine, also from the podcast Someone Else's Movie, filmmaker Christopher Ware-Smets, and actor David Tampa from shows like The Expanse, Odd Squad, and a bunch of my stuff. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. So we're sitting down to watch the new movie, It. I'm Jeremy. I have seen it. I'm Norm. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Which is why we're here. And uh, uh, Dave. Uh, yeah. No, I haven't seen the new one. And we're going to be joined... So after the... In the second part of the podcast, we'll be joined by Chris Ware-Smets. I don't know if he's seen it or not. I feel like he hasn't. I thought he hadn't, but I don't know for certain either. So we'll confirm that when we return, but... Uh, have you guys? So, what do you guys know about? Have you read the book? Have you seen the original miniseries? Where do you come into this? Well, okay, so this is kind of a crazy story. I haven't read the book. Uh, I didn't really like horror films, and then it's only in the last eight years or so that I really started to get a bit of an appreciation for them. Um, so, I watched the original It. The Tim Curry one. The Tim Curry one about six years ago. Oh, so not that long ago. Except that when I got it, I rented it from a DVD store. And, and uh, I looked at the DVDs and they were both full screen because I guess it was a made for TV yeah, movie. Yeah, it's just a flipper, right? Like and so I was like, cars. okay, well, that one must be special effects. So I, I started watching. It was the most bizarre beginning and such a weird movie. And like they didn't explain anything, which I loved. But then there was so much effort put into these flashbacks and then it was like that was so and by the end of it I was just sitting there going what that was so weird and I thought about something and I looked at the other disc and I had watched part two (laughs) I had not seen part one I watched part two only so I watched the adult part only you are not the only person this has happened to and then I so then I put in the kid part right waste of time just for, if you've seen the second half, sure. the first half is a waste of time. Well, right. the, well you're about to watch the first half again. <laughs> well, I know. I, I'm hoping it's a little different, or it's, at least updated, because yeah, that's I mean, pretty cheesy. They it's don't dated. use the framing device, because in the miniseries, or well, really just two, I still tell my yeah. miniseries. Well, the book is designed as, I mean, I've read the book and I saw the original miniseries, also yeah. was chased by a scary clown at least twice in my childhood. The Were you in Derry, Maine? <laughs> no, <laughs> Toronto. We had clowns here too. We had clowns here too. Uh, no, uh, the the structure of the book is that it is mostly um, a constant battle between present and past. Yeah, they, so in, they in, got in, back and forth. Yeah, in 1986, ah, I think, and in 1954. Yeah, and the book is 1986 and 1954. There's 27 years, same as this. What they've done, not to spoil the movie, but they've actually updated it now. So the past right. is the 80s. Uh, so when they do the part two of the movie, uh, they'll do present, it'll be present day. Yeah, and this is the right. other thing I know, that the, the decision was to simply shoot the kids' stuff. Right. For the first feature. So there is no hint of the present day versions of themselves. Those actors right. have Which I, I'm almost entirely sure they did with the hopes that it would do well. Sure. And they would yeah. be able to up their cast. Right. For who they wanted to go after. Right. Because I think, given that it's, you know, one of the, probably the most successful horror film of all time now. It is now, yeah. That they'll be able to get a really high caliber of cast. Yeah. But what's interesting about all of this to me, too, is the decision to shoot only the younger stuff means that basically it's Stranger Things. Like, it's exactly the same pitch. They literally have one of the cast of Stranger Things in the movie. Yeah, I know that too. (laughs) But I wonder if if that's what finally made this possible to capitalize on the new nostalgia for 80s stuff and Stephen King references. is like, oh, we happen to have a Stephen King property with kids in it, and let's just bump it from the 50s to the 80s, and we're doing that thing that we guarantee you works with an audience. Huh. Yeah. I mean, Stephen, is it hard to get a Stephen King made, movie made ever? Like, he's got a pretty... It can't be good. so many. It's probably harder than it used to be. Yeah. I mean, oh, really? You know, well, if you're pitching it as, this is a property that's already been made and is a huge, complicated... Because it's so hard to get properties that have already been made. made yeah. Work. But, but it's a huge, potentially <laughs> expensive one. And yeah. 
by definition, you're going to have to have a cast of unknowns. Like it's it's one of the more risky properties. I would it's think. true. Yeah, the movie doesn't even like uh, Bill Skarsgård isn't a name. Mm-hmm. You know, there isn't really any name cast in this movie at all. Well, one of the Stranger Things kids now, like retroactively, yeah. you can say, oh, here. But he wasn't at the time. Like he wouldn't have got so, a juicy no. contract because right. of Stranger Things. I right? think they because... shot the first season when they made this, but, but not. not but hadn't aired it. Yet. Probably not. Yeah. So yeah. and even Netflix at that point didn't know that Stranger Things was going to turn into what it turned into. No, no. no but either way, so it is. Yeah, it's a fairly risky property. Other than the fact that it already has kind of a cult status because yeah. of the miniseries. Yeah. Which when I saw I saw that movie that as the first time I watched that I was a kid like eight years old maybe at a birthday party. Yeah. What was it? 1990? 1991? Yeah. So I was I would have been nine. So by the time it came out on whatever however we watched it it would have been ten or eleven. Good old All VHS. I remember. And uh, is not being able. To, there's a scene. You, oh, you, you've all seen it. There's that, the shower scene. I wasn't able to have a shower for a long time. <laughs> right. Just see, I when that I, freaked the fuck. When out you see me. it as a thirty whatever year old. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I was in my twenties. It's too. weird. It's such a weird film. It's so. Well, and it's cheesy dated too. And like, so dated but, and bizarre but and, and I unnerving. I call it unnerving. Yeah. Yeah, but I. But for me, it was like one of the first horror films I'd ever seen. Wow. When I first saw it. And I was the age that the kids in the movie were. Right. And and all that stuff didn't feel dated at the time. Right. Like that no, was course. just how effects were. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I was a little older when the book came out. It would have been 1985 or 1986. So I was already 15 or 16. I was older than the kids. And by the time the miniseries came out, it was eh, scary for TV. You know, we, that, this is right. following all the really serious Stephen King adaptations, all the good ones before it sort of congealed. You know, we had Dead Zone and we had Cujo and Firestarter, which was garbage, but at least, you know, had the intensity that you could do in theater with people burning up and on fire. And in 1990, TV standards, you know, it was it was sort of a little bit better than V, but it wasn't terror. It wasn't particularly bloody. It wasn't particularly scary. Uh, it was intense with the clown stuff, but only if you're scared of clowns. I'm not. It's not one of my buttons. I just like watching Tim Curry. Yeah, and and, it's, and so this is. Going to be you're you're in for a very different interpretation yeah. of yeah. both that character and the source material. Cool, sure. In, in a way, like it's it's still the same story. It's it's not something entirely different, but no, but the tone. I mean, I've seen the, the trailer. Different. They so, take it very seriously. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm assuming um, this one is going for, if nothing else, a contemporary audience where yeah. you know we've literally seen everything. So you're going to have to use actual scare tactics rather than just scary clown in a shot. Yeah, and it's interesting too because it's like. It's, I always think about that when you're taking... Because the Tim Curry Pennywise is so iconic. Yeah. Uh, that you almost have to come up with a new concept for it because... Or just a new way into it because you can't do what they did there. Well, he he had that weird 30s gangster voice, you know, talking like this. Talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and it's, it's true. It just... It was it was weird and, and incongruous at the time, but it wasn't something that I can imagine anyone else wanting to do. No, it's very different. And it's interesting. And even all of the stuff they do, like everything's been updated in a really interesting way. Okay. And including, um, you know, the kids interpretations of what scares them and all this different kind of stuff. It's, it's interesting how they've, they've, they've stayed by, by doing the changes they do. Like I haven't gone back and reread the book since I was a teenager, but from what I remember of it, I feel like they've done a really good job of taking the concepts and updating them across the board as opposed and, and finding like good replacements. Oh, good. And, and, and anyway, well, but maybe we should watch it and then we can agree or <laughs> we disagree talk, we on talk that about fact. that more. Yeah. You, you, you're saying all these things and we can only go like, Oh, neat. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Let's <laughs> see what they've updated. Bring on the child orgy. Yeah. Oh, oh, they actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's in the book. Someone told yeah. me that. Yes. If anyone is listening, I'm not actually hoping there will be a child orgy, but it is, it is the unfilmable. If anyone's listening, what the fuck, Norm? I mean, listen to me, <laughs> but yeah, it is the unfilmable climax of the book. Yeah, and right. I hope to Christ they didn't do no, it. No, they didn't. No, but of course not. here's the thing: because of the like the difference of the tone of this movie versus the miniseries, yeah. well, I was sitting in the audience going, "There might be a version of that in this," and it would not surprise me. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, because yeah, there is a scene after they defeat it in the what? sewers in the book in the in book the, in the original fifty oh. sequence. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you no, watched I've, the miniseries I've seen the movie. <laughs> after the after they defeat him. They they get lost in the sewers and they're all scared. And and Bev decides to unite them by all letting them deflower her. Yeah, she's the gateway back, and they all Jeez. have to. Yeah, oh no, no, it's, they, they all have their turns with her. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's like five what? pages in the book where yeah. she describes every 
encounter with each of them. Does it, right. I remember it being very specific about how tender she is with one of them, and it's just like, what the fuck? And is how going big on? one of them is. Oh god, I don't remember that. Yeah. I blocked that. How? But this is one of those things where, oh, that's right, Stephen King isn't always like his instincts are not always great and the cocaine years are starting to show and this is <laughs> a terrible idea i'm glad to hear it's not in this because i would be braced for it i, I assume yes yeah, so, so sorry to ruin that so, no no it's no good. It's no good. it's gonna be fine it's no be fine. i don't want that that said <laughs> again that said without trying to spoil anything mm-hmm. they do find a way to take what that does and do something with that okay but I'll, not in that not in that way at all but they do find because right. there's something because what that does in the book because I read I re, I was curious after I first watched this in the theaters I went back I was like I want to see what you read the orgy scene again no no no, no. I, I wanted to go back and just read if King had ever talked about that or try to defend it in any way right and his see? defense of it yeah his, his defense of it is essentially that they you know he the whole experience and the idea was that they had to come out of that having become adults. And so the idea of oh, so losing the your virginity, literally the literal loss of innocence was important to him. I mean, you kill a time. scary clown, you're pretty much having a coming. No, no, no. Right they need to have a, a dirty, filthy orgy <laughs> in the sewers. How, the, how old are these kids? They're 13? not old enough to have a child. That's, that's, I mean, by definition, I suppose. Insane. Yeah, it, yeah. it was in that's the book. That's insane it, that you would put things. that in there. It's amazing to me, it really is, that the book in 1985 or 6 or whenever it came out was immediately praised as this visionary work of horror literature and and embraced by and people love the book is it everyone just sort of casually forgets that this thing is in there is it terrible that when the movie came out and was such a success i sat there going people are gonna pick up that book and have no fucking clue yeah and and kind of like in some weird sadistic way went that's just gonna blow their fucking minds out (laughs) right it's like When when that scene comes along in the book yeah you'll be able to find out Five years from now, you'll be able to find out which college students didn't read the book and just watch the movie on their exams because they'll write this, they talk this about thesis about the innocence of childhood in, in a literature class, and their, their teacher's just going to go, oh, no, 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 no. no. You did not you read. Enough. You, oh, you didn't get into the 800s. <laughs> it's late. It's late in the book. All right. Let's see what happens. Let's do it. All right. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a just finished and chris has joined us hello hello and so just to catch us up so you have read the book i i actually did my grade nine book report on it (laughs) because it was the year it came out it was i think it was was it 87 i want to say between 85 86 87 and you focused on the orgy orgy. i remember actually i think my friend and i both read it and we hit we delivered our our uh report in front of the class we both were like this is very necessary sequence towards the end. <laughs> very necessary? Unnecessary sequence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I think because we, we were kind of like the combination of sort of like embarrassed about it, but also kind of like weirdly turned on by it because you're like, you know, like 14 and you're like, sure. this is bizarre. Yeah, it's you know, forbidden. Like, yeah, it's like, well, yeah. Well, for, I, remember that. I was around that age when I read it and, it was like, yeah. and it felt like my first foray into like <laughs> literary porn. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you're kind of like, what? But you're also really like, I remember reading it going, I'm not really sure what narrative purpose this serves. <laughs> this doesn't really feel like well, we need this. Well, I'm saying that the king later kind of defended it in saying that it was about the loss of innocence. Right. It was about them becoming adults together. And right. Anyway, yada, 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 yada. But so you have you read the book. You hadn't seen the, I had the miniseries. I ne- had never seen the miniseries. I never heard good things about it. And I always felt like if you're going to... Do that, especially when it came out, was it would have been like what, like nineties, I think, when they early did 90s, early nineties, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't like the era of Hannibal. You couldn't do, you couldn't present the book in an honest way. So I just never bothered with the miniseries. Any of those King miniseries, I only one I ever watched was like The Stand. Uh, you not know, good. not good because you know you're you're losing so much of what makes those those books really great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I want Norm's opinion. Because <laughs> the, the whole purpose of doing this, because this is a more right. recent movie, right. which I normally don't do, but it's rare that I can find a movie that Norm hasn't seen. <laughs> I just They screened it uh, the day before TIFF, I think, was the first press screening, uh, or the only press screening. It was like a Wednesday evening thing, and it was too long, and, and uh, Rad was on it. He covered it. And so I just never caught up to it. It just it was too it just required too much time and I could never find a place to go. And yeah. I was, I was keen to see it. I was curious mm. to see it. I liked it. I mean, 
bottom line, I, I think it's I think it's a really good uh, translation of the tone of the book. Yeah. Although it also the the decision to only tell the first half of the story, which is not the first half narratively mm-hmm. in the book, right? I think that does create a kind of shapelessness around the midsection here. Mm. It felt the pacing felt weird. It was it was great for a while and then it kind of got flabby. It was just sort of a succession of hallucinations and yeah. then, then it sort of pulls itself back together in the second half. And that, yeah. was, that was my issue with it in a sort of different way but in the same way where oh, yeah. it's like after the second kid hallucination because I get a little freaked out by these things. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, at that point... Us that he would be jumpy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did warn them that I was, I'm jumpy. Uh, I'm fairly new to horror films, so... Uh, but after the second one, I was like, oh, fuck, we're going to go through all of them now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's starting to get how many kids are there? God, so, like, there's part of the, the, the storytelling yeah. part of me that's like, that's not a good choice. Because it's repetitive, <laughs> even though they're going to be different. And yeah. then there's the other part of me that's just, like, wearing on my nerves. Where it's just <laughs> like, oh, Jesus, I better brace myself for the next five of these yeah. things. I would say narratively it is important though because you need to know what each of their fears are and how they manifest differently. Right? Do you though? Well, I mean, it reveals something about them. Yeah, but but, but it never so what? It's not narratively Fair. like that's what I mean. It, in the in the <laughs> yeah. in it's the like novel it's spaced out in a way that's less uh, just less of a chore, right? Because you're yeah. flapping back and forth from the present to the past, and then yeah. instead of this string of nightmares, which admittedly they're all interesting, they all work really well. A couple of them are really decently paced, but yeah, Mike sees some hands from behind a burning door and later tells a story about his trauma. I mean, I think it's fine, but there's probably a better way to get that information across. What's well, better? It's almost better to know about the, his backstory and then see the hands. Because then right. you know... Because we'd be clued into it. You have a context for what he's seeing, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or don't explain it. Just see the, well, the hands way, and then... Well, the way Ben's is. Like, Ben's, you, he just read the thing about the Easter parade and the explosion, and then you see a smoking charred Easter egg. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, ah, yeah, clearly... Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, it ties this, in. Yeah, it ties in directly, moments that, later. Is that his fear? Well, that, I like that, because it sort of suggests that Ben's not a fearful kid. It's just right. the thing that's on his mind. Yeah. Which right. is actually more yeah. disturbing if it can... Pluck out images that you don't you don't know or you're are frightening to you if it's pulling from your unconscious and you yeah, just got right. oh this thing scared me an hour ago and right. I can laugh it off right. yeah he just saw the picture of that kid's head in a tree and then mm-hmm. the head the, the headless body which mm-hmm. I, when right. I first saw the first time I was like that's the creepiest thing for me. yeah yeah that yeah. felt like a nod to Devil's Backbone which I like oh, like it's because Machete's first film was Mama which Del Toro produced mm-hmm. and his influence is really heavy in there this one felt like a little nod it's like eh this is scary it works. Yeah. Guillermo likes it. I'm going to use it. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the book, it's almost more of like a hardcore monster squad kind of feel where instead of it being their fears manifesting, it's a lot of, a lot of like universal horror monsters like yeah, the Black Lagoon. Stuff. Who else is in there? Oh, they did I, I, all the Wolfman wolf was yeah, in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did that. And they stripped and but the but they pulled that out because it doesn't relate to the 80s. Exactly. Yeah. The it, well, and because the book was 80s I mean, 50s. weirdly, because it is like a Warner Brothers film, you could there's a bunch of mo- things you could you could pull like Freddy into it. You could pull because mm-hmm. it's all New Line. You could you could pull, uh, J- ironically, like Jason into it. I think maybe like Chucky or something. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But I think, but it also would it, it would be seem really dated. Well, they had those in like, you could see in, in the marquee had Nightmare on Elm Street Five. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Five was yeah. playing at one point. Which, I like that better than actually man because these these reels. Uh, fears seem very real to me yeah whereas if it's freddy and exactly. chucky yeah. and it's like that yeah, yeah. feels a little hokey when you're saying i don't know about it, seeing it but when you're saying it it feels a little hokey yeah. it, it would yeah i understand it, the it would, impulse it seem... though because it's pulling on on the stuff that does scare them and, and that's what the book does do the right. book pulls out of the stuff that's like in the 50s the stuff that would have been on tv Universal yeah, 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 yeah the, the yeah. book does do that but for real the whole and the owner the, the things he keeps sort of like emphasizing is the fact that you know the creature from the Black Lagoon is there, but you can't see the zipper up the back. It's like, as if it really exists, this right. is what it would fe- tangibly feel like. Right. It's yeah. the stuff that's, that scared little Stevie King. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, right. but to do it now, it would be... It would be... It, it, it would probably, be... Ho- like, I think also be, the... You know, like, every franchise lasts long enough now that the, the monsters become the hero. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, Freddy Krueger was a child murderer yeah. who was embraced by children over the years yeah. because he became the hero of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies because he was quippy. Uh, and the Jason's the good guy now, or he's perceived as the hero of Freddy versus Jason and all that. There's this weird inherent dignity that the monsters get because that's what the audience identifies with. I don't know that you could actually pull no, it off anymore, um, having the monsters so be scary. No. 
uh, outside their own franchises. Yeah, and I think it would just it would just seem really dated. It would seem it would seem like sort of a horror version of Ready Player One or something. Yeah, and making it primal works yeah. here because yeah. they're weird, inexplicable. I mean, I just saw the the latest Insidious movie uh, a couple weeks ago, and that is a film in which people go into dark places and wait for the monster to jump out at them, and that is all that thing that's all that franchise is but that's all this movie is mm-hmm. literally to the point mm-hmm. where they stretch out sequences five six seven minutes long of mm-hmm. people just standing moving their flashlights around and something pops out of the shadows it's excruciating it's not scary it's just boring mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and slow and, and and you're just sitting there going just do it just yeah do exactly yeah, you're yeah. gonna do and get it over it's with. like a covenant we all know it's going to happen for fuck's sake just bring the ghost out and <laughs> this at least has a sense of of showmanship, of timing that's Absolutely. done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's theatrical because Pennywise is theatrical because it's all, it has the excuse of the monster needs the children to be frightened. So it's going to be elaborate and baroque, but it works within the context of scaring the audience as well. Yeah, it never explains it in the movie, but Pennywise feeds up, needs, needs Fears, the fear. Yeah, yeah. the greatest line. I hope they, they, they use it in the they, sequel. They talk about it a lot. Yeah, he says fear makes it good or something. Makes it taste better. A version, but and, yeah, the, the original line the flavor, was that yeah. it seasons the meat, which is even more disturbing. Mm, mm, and yeah. they, they kept that in the Tim Curry thing, which I found really interesting that yeah, yeah. it doesn't come back here. Which is why when Beverly says I'm not afraid of you and he won't eat her. He's going to wait. He, because she's being honest and he knows that. And that's yeah. why, and that's why yeah. he doesn't go after her. So I'm confused about the children... That are floating that now start to come down and but that's it we don't they're see dead. them but so who cares that they're coming down and what does that mean and like oh, what just it's that a signal that the, that the monster's power that, is broken, yeah I assume I so. yeah. it's working yeah, on an elemental dead weird. who cares well the parents can now have closure Dave yeah <laughs> will they drag all the bodies up that or is, yeah it's kind yeah. of weird or they just identify they come up yeah. with a list the, well, the what kids happens, come up with a list and this or? is what's interesting I mean the one, well, the one thing that they, they did in this and they don't I mean they left it open enough I guess mm-hmm. but what happens in the book and in the miniseries is that all the murders get fingered on Henry Bowers right and then he ends up in an insane asylum and then comes back in the second half and ends up stalking the adults as well as yeah. he so he's just like he's sort of the familiar like he's the yeah. Ren, he's the Renfield so he's oh. there as well but it almost feels like they kill him off here that kind well, of they do. he disappears he falls down that well it's pretty they could bring yeah, him back as sort of a yeah yeah he could be a zombie guy yeah like, yeah they'll have a zombie guy but, which could work it could work but it's it's interesting that they made that choice. Because when I first watched it, I was like, oh, they killed Henry. That's weird. He's pretty important in the second half. Yeah. Um, but then I went, maybe they did. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm just interested to see how... Because that felt like a death. And, but but anytime you don't see them I understand die, the rules yeah. of well, that Especially day. in Harvard. Well, yeah. you're like, it felt like a death. But it's like, well, we didn't see him die. So. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. But, yeah. I it's true. But yeah, that's what they do do because they, they use that... Uh, I was going somewhere with that. I've lost my. Well, they're setting him up to. They in the in the For original concept, they use Henry to come back and sort of do Pennywise's building bidding in the daytime and yeah, exactly. Have him running around at the behest of the monster. Wow. It's I'm I'm really fascinated by this part of the discussion because we're all talking about it in the context of this is part of another movie. This is part of a larger story. Yeah, yeah. and audiences. You know, if you go by the idea that most people don't read anymore and no one had seen the like people. I know people at screenings of this were angry when it says chapter one at the end. They didn't understand it was part of a secondary story. Oh, really? Was another half of the of the story. To oh, be wow! Told. And that fascinates me because it does have a beginning, middle, and an end. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that chapter one thing arrives in a strange way because the film has given the characters closure, mm-hmm. and then it's just like ah. Well, they mm-hmm. set up early on. They tell you in the movie early on that it's every twenty seven yeah. years mm-hmm. something happens. Yeah. Uh, and the kids believe. Although the kids, like the, the the monster, clearly slinks away. Like he's not. Yeah. They didn't, it's not like in the the miniseries where they use the slingshot and Bev's like the sharpshooter, right? Right. Yeah. That all got the, thrown away. It, it cracks the head open and then every he falls apart. Like in in that miniseries, you right. do get the sense like maybe they killed it. Maybe the thing's gone. Mm. But see, I because I watched that part second, I. I really they don't. They watched re- the miniseries in the wrong. I watched. I, I, I did two discs, and I thought one was. Why does it sound special? familiar to me? I, did you? It's possible I talked about it before. Did you? Yeah. Okay. This happened oh. to other people. I've heard this story. Were you on the, the podcast discussing this before? Well, did I, did I talk about it? <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't think so. Or, oh, because I feel like I've heard this story well, from it's you. Possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, funny. S- so, 
So consequently, though, <laughs> I don't remember the kid's story at all because I was very unimpressed. And it was sort of like, I know all this already. Yeah. Why am I watching this? Oh, this is funny. And I don't really remember how it ends because it's not the real end. I, I remember they I win. They don't intercut the in the miniseries? In the, in the miniseries, they do. And the one thing I always remember... It's not intercut, though, in the miniseries. No, it was. They, no, they heavily... Well, they just have flashbacks in the adult half and in the kid half... There's, there's no, not, it's, it's just the kids. Kids. The kid half starts with, well, the other thing they're doing differently here is they've given Mike a different story. Because in the, in the book and in the miniseries, Mike is the librarian in, mm, in the present. Right. And they've given Ben they, his they, job, They seem to have given that to Ben. But who knows? Maybe, it'll, yeah. maybe Mike, Mike's the one that calls them all back. He's the one that stays in Derry. Right. Uh, where maybe they're going to do that with Ben. Mm. And who who is the, who's the kid at the beginning who, who's, as an adult, commits suicide when he finds out? It's the rabbi. It's... That's what I thought. Um, Stan. That makes sense. That's what I thought because he's so terrified. Yeah, in this. and probably the and weakest reluctant. actor. That's it. He, <laughs> right. they, they, I was thinking that, I think that he's got to be the one who kills himself because. Well, they're, they're not going to wait twenty-seven years to make the to sequel. Cast a different actor. Yeah, they're doing. Like, they're doing <laughs> no, they're doing like Boyhood. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Kids, uh, come back in 2039. Well, doesn't will, matter what you're yeah. doing. You're yeah. going to be an actor. It's a cameo yeah. from Liam Shriver exactly. killing yourself in the bathtub. Oh, he actually no, that's that's good casting. He could do he, it. He looks like him, doesn't he? I was but he only gets one scene yeah. in the sequel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like it's sort of like his Scream Three. Yeah, no one yeah. would see that coming. <laughs> yeah, 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 Spoil- yeah. Spoilers for those who haven't read the book. If we're gonna well, probably it start opens. getting into it's how the book yeah. opens. So that's fair. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Be the, the very yeah. beginning. Sorry, spoiler for thirty-year-old book that I remember. I was you know fourteen. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, My question is: Does Jessica Chastain or Amy Adams play? It's Chastain because she's already worked with worked with him, but the kid is a dead ringer for Amy Adams. Yeah. Uh, she, the Chastain's pretty good, too. Amy I mean, Adams she, is yeah. bang on, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jessica Chastain can play anything. Yeah. yeah. And I'd be I'd be delighted to see her. Edris Alba has, is, cha- is campaigning for Mike. Oh, is he really? really? Yeah. For real? Really? Yeah, he says he wants to Why do it. Why not? Let him yeah. do it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, after the Dark Tower, will they let him near another Stephen <laughs> oh, like, that, yeah. that movie's not his fault. But yeah. That was the... Like, that was why this... This film was a huge question mark because a month earlier, mm-hmm. this long-awaited Stephen King property movie had finally come to theaters and tanked so hard right. uh, that it, you know, it was like brand extinction. People were talking about it as the, you know, the proof that you can't really do a real Stephen King story after you know everybody was knocking Stranger Things for ripping him off, and then someone does a straight-up Dark Tower and mm-hmm. said, "Oh well." I guess you need the you need the patina of artifice. Yeah. You need the fake. I never want to see it. World. It's not good. Yeah, it just but it, it profoundly misunderstands the subject matter. Which you know this one you can't say that. Yeah, this for all the work, all the different drafts, all the different credited screenwriters, uh, including uh, Kerry Fukunaga, who was supposed to direct it. For yeah, right. Well, I remember that. Yeah. Now did he pull out because he really was pushing to have. I'm not being funny here, but it was, wasn't he pushing to have the... The child orgy? The orgy, oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, is that true? Well, that's what I would assume. I mean, after the, True Detective, differences. Would... I'm assuming he's the kind of guy who'd be like, this is really important, and probably for the same reasons why Stephen King thought it was no, important. <laughs> no, you don't think so? <laughs> I don't think it's really important I'm saying he... I'm not, I'm not saying no. I think that. that no, no, I know. That, well, that was yeah, the hill he chose to die. I feel no, like, yeah. It's zero. It's the hill he died on. I mean, maybe. Having seen True Detective... That's the only way to become an adult is to have an orgy. <laughs> I'm a big reveal. I'm yeah, not an yeah, adult. Yeah, I'm the wrong yeah, guy here. You are not an orgy guy, Dave. I would say now. I, and I mentioned this before we we watched it. Like how I think that he does a good job here of kind of creating a doppelganger for that moment when they do the the Blood Brothers, yeah, kind of thing. Like that's to me the representation <laughs> that they because they also talk in depth about the. When cause she's losing her virginity to six, five boys. Yeah, six in this one. You know, she bleeds. Yeah. So there's like there's a there's <laughs> no, I'm just oh, saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a linear sequence. connection there that I think the the blood and them connecting each other hands kind of right. helps that as an adult thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it just well, it's more just the unifying thing, like them. I think it's just conquering. I, I mean, for me, it's conquering your fears or facing your fears anyway. Yep. Like. But yeah. just working together, sticking together, being yeah, a working, team. I mean, that's yeah. way more. Friends. It's killing. It means so much more than than losing your virginity. To me, like to yeah. in terms yeah. of becoming an adult. Oh, absolutely no. It's no, not. Yeah, it's not sure. necessary at yeah. all. No, no, and no. Bev's defining moment. I mean, it it 
something that I don't think is in the book, I, at least I don't remember, <coughs> is that when the when the when Pennywise assumes her father's face and she kills him again, yeah, is great because it's a, it's the monster making a mistake. Like he picks right. something he thinks she'll still be scared of, and mm-hmm. she just goes right up and kills him. Right. Yeah, which it's is like a you great were moment there, dude. I already, yeah. I already did it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's I, I love how the parents. I mean, the adults are all monsters. Oh, no, I mean, really? It's yeah, it's really cool yeah. to. The, the different kinds of monsters that they all are. Well, Except it's kind of the whole dad. town. Like, well, there's, a, there's an ongoing Bill's theme dad. where the parents, or he's the adults, the adults. Uh, and, yeah, but he, he becomes a bit of a monster because he's heartbroken. Who's that? A Bill's dad. I think he's well, just he's not understanding what his well, kids he's, he's always he's, trying to get he's, angry he's and snap. They're at him. alienated, but he also has the, like, he has that line, like, don't let your mother see this, which means he's still functioning as an emotional being. To some extent. But it's also sacrificing his boy's needs for sure. his Well, yeah, there's that. But, you know, yeah, as opposed to just, somebody like, um, oh, uh, the hypochondriac mother, the Munchausen lady, Oof. Uh, whose character's name is suddenly flapped out of my head, but she's just a total caricature. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But there's just this running theme throughout the entire movie about all adults just not really giving a shit about the kids in town. Sure. Right. Or just going, we know that they've got marks on them. We're just going to look the other way. Well, the, the kid that is getting bullied and they drive right past him. Yeah. 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 But it's just... Well, well then the balloon's in the back of the car, though. Sure. There's almost a sense to me that like the, the adults are just corrupted by the sheer fact that they're in that town. Yeah. That's the, the thing that they never really dealt with either in the book or in the first version is that if this is cyclical, then mm-hmm. the adults are people who've gone through it. Oh, wow. And, yeah. True. Or, or maybe not survived in any way, like not had no, the same experience, but they're yeah. all scarred. And well, what's the and one I that think... happened 27 years before that? Which one was that it one? It was the house, the, the burning of the, uh, the burning of the club. Yeah. Which is, and I think you get the sense it's that it's implied to be a black club that was burned by white. Isn't there, there's a cameo right. from, uh, uh, um, the character from the shining, isn't there in the book? Of um oh Scatman Brothers right. character yes. from the film. Well, what was his name? Um, Bill uh, uh, Halloran. Halloran, yeah, Dick, Halloran was Dick there. Halloran is there, and he's, he and there's a sort of a, a line, a throwaway line about how he always seemed to know things before they happened, and he's the one who you know saved a bunch of us. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But I think there's a running the idea that there's a running theme that each generation of people in Derry, they know this is coming, and well, it's they're across the they're complicit, and it's just like. It only happens for a year. You just let it run its course. Yeah, that's interesting. And then you, and then it's gone. We're and not you just kids. Don't so interfere. Okay. Don't get in its way because it'll just kill you. Just try to stay out of its way. Keep your head right. down. So right. cool. Like see, like the lottery or something. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. love to see a story from the parents though. One parent who realizes that their kid is going through this, and is like sort of paralyzed by their own fear and can't help. How do well, you not move? Because, well, that's kind yeah. of what, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, yes. Yeah. Who know? But it's other reasons. But if you dig into this enough, I mean, like any horror concept, it collapses pretty quickly. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm really curious to see how a present day treatment of the post story will work because, you know, cell phones, the internet culture is completely different right. from where it existed in the book and in the first miniseries. Like, if this is really set in 2016 or whenever, it's yeah. going to be very, very different. It has to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, just in, you know, inter- yeah, every, like you said, er- internet, everything. Yeah. They, they're going to be able to text each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, you oh, can't. God. Pennywise yeah. is going to send them spam. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, that's oh, I don't interesting. Want to see that. I wonder that's how. Oh, no. no, because they do, they incorporate him into tech, into like the slideshow and yeah, other technology. Yeah, yeah. Terrifying. Oh, he's been creating a Facebook group this whole time oh, <laughs> to bring them all back. There's no reunion, it kids. Ex- it explains <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah. But I do love, I love the, like, the, the same rep- hair. Yep. I love yeah. the 80s references. I love like the new kids in the block with Ben. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, great, that's a great moment. That's a great moment. Between that's the two. When, when it's, and it's so unexpected too. It's like something from a different movie. Yeah. It's just when that door's open yeah. and they just had the moment. like, please. Yeah. Just, just the two of them. Yeah. And she yeah, just close the door yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I really do hope they're setting up a proper love triangle for the next one because that will be fun. Yeah. Well, there is in the book. It's in the book. Between Ben and Bill and her. But Bill's married in the book. Yeah. And he brings his wife, and then because of that, King immediately has her go into a coma or something. It's a oh, really, really yeah. It's a oh. really bad plot. Nobody remembers the ending of it. Nobody remembers the real ending, which is Bill and his comatose wife on a bicycle on silver on the bike, running down a hill at top speed to bring her back to consciousness. Stephen King has a real hard on for if you believe it, it can happen yeah. endings, and that is a terrible ending, which I really hope they're smart enough to get rid of. Uh, he also has a hard on for like. Kids looking for other dead kids. Bodies. I kept thinking that yeah. a lot of, right. a lot yeah, of uh, the body, yeah, totally. for sure. Yeah. Well, I think this version leans into that too because 
like that's Buddy Repperton. That's the Kiefer Sutherland character from Stand By Me. Totally, a lot of it. It's but a it's lot also of but it's from the book. But yeah. the clothes, the, the yeah. look but they have of this, it. It's and they have the same last name, don't they? Is it? And there's a Bowers again. Isn't it Sean Bowers in Stand By Me in the Isn't body? It, Isn't remember. it Repperton? Or am I wrong? No, I mean, and this is I Henry Bowers. Was a to the yeah. internet. Okay. Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. I want to remember there. There's. I think Buddy Repperton's a bully in some Stephen King story. I could be wrong. Well, isn't which that kid one. in in, Simba, in the body? Is it, it's Ace? Ace is yeah. his first name for sure. Repert- oh, maybe Repperton's from the stand. Ace, it's not Ace Repperton. No, no, it's Ace something else. Yeah. It must be Ace this will just tell you how long it's been since I've actually read a Stephen King novel. Was, can we talk about the, the acting of all the kids? Oh, yeah, I thought they were very fantastic. good. Well, and you've seen the miniseries. Those kids were not cast for. I mean, some of them. No, are, it's Ace act- Merrill. So it's not Merrill. Bowers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Chamberlain. Was, no, but, was, I was wrong. But the kid, though, the dead kid. I think the kid was dead. Kid was Bowers. All right, I'm just looking this up for myself now. Okay, yeah. So we're talking about the kids. Dueling internets. The kids are terrific in this. They're I have to say, Jaden really Lieberherr good. is, uh, he was in Midnight Special. He was in the Book of Henry. I refuse to hold that against Who's him. Who's he? He's bi- Bill. Uh, Bill. He's Bill. Bill. Okay. Yeah, he's he's that, really is that good. the Edward Norton? <laughs> so he would cast yeah, absolutely. him absolutely. Right? You know who I'd cast as Finn? Finn's Finn Wolfram? Richie? That? Bill Hader. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's, a great, that's great casting. Sure. Totally. Sure. He, oh, like Buddy Repertin is the bully in Christine. Oh, okay. Well, you're um, right. I just being a bully. Hung on to it's something. Ray Brower is the um, Ray Brower is the kid. Sound right, yes. right, 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 right. Okay. Ah, oh, that's such a good movie too. It is a good movie. <laughs> well, it's funny when you were talking about um, uh, what's his name, the bully coming back in the second half and being a sort of a familiar for Pennywise. It, that sounds very like Salem's Lot. Yeah, Sound, right. There's, 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 a, there's a lot of there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot King. of there's a lot of Stephen King. It, well, that, I remember when this came out, it sort of was touted as being kind of like his not not kiss off to the horror novel, but kind of like his his taking everything he'd ever done and kind of mashing it. No, together. no, that was Needful Things. That oh, was his, that was his really. Bander, yeah. Oh yeah, he blows up Castle Rock. He oh, basically destroys really? it. Really, I've never read that. It's uh, it's fun. The yeah. movie's okay, but mm. the book is really fun. It's a the movie's huge bonkers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It goes it goes progressively crazier as yeah, it goes yeah. on but it also has this kind of flatness to it almost like a tv movie in parts mm. it's fraser she heston was the director and he just doesn't have a cinematic approach yeah, yeah. but um yeah the book is the book is demented it's really like, eh? my grandma from the age in. nine on you bought me a stephen king book every year for Aww. christmas oh wow yeah i don't think really i've ever sweet. read one actually. oh really oh no i read a lot i read a lot yeah. when i was a kid yeah I yeah, saw Needful Things. I didn't. I don't remember a single thing about it except except that Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow is in it. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he plays that. I don't remember anything Basically about that the movie. Devil, the devil owning a curiosity shop. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. where everything is crushed. <laughs> Hooray! But you need it. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it, That's it, the, I wish that had been the movie. It's just like people going shopping. It's like, oh, I don't know. And Max von Sydow, you need it. <laughs> it's in the name of the store. <laughs> Could be the the, uh, the Netflix series, yeah, Needful Thing. Oh, just over and over. <laughs> but the the the, and we had talked about earlier about how definitive Tim Curry is. Yeah, Bill Bill Sarsgaard's good. That's yeah. a good performance. That's He's a great. Good take. It's very different than Curry's because Curry's is kind of hamming it up the whole time. Yeah. Well, it's it's the the weird thing is like the luring part. Mm-hmm. There's very little luring mm-hmm. except for the very first scene with with. Georgie. Georgie. Yeah. yeah. That was, I, I really enjoyed that because it's like, that was beautiful luring on his part. Yeah. But the rest of it was not a moment. They shared a moment together. They did. And then it just turned very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Georgie knew. It's like, I gotta get the fuck. Also, yeah. I was not a fan of him biting his arm off right in front of us. Like, oh, that was, was, that's good. That's telling you that, you know, like, this, this has an R rating. Yeah, it's not gonna, gonna fuck go around. Away. But yeah. this, there was been dust in the mini series. Right for from me, it's, it's, it's so, uh, maybe it's not for other adults, but for me, I'm so scared. I love the Jaws thing, right? The unknown thing. Mm-hmm. And if it's just this, like, moment of, and then disappear. To actually see his arm bit off is like what, and then it's done, and it's like it. It's not as effective mm. for me as that. What the fuck happened to him, and what's going to happen to him? Huh. That to me is so much more effective than oh, his arm is ripped off. I guess he's dead. I think it's necessary though for us to for two. Like I really admire it because it says five minutes in that this is that kind of movie, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. not going to pull its punches and and protect the child actors and be like the, the kids yeah. are going to scream a lot and yeah. there's going to be suffering but right. I think we need to know that George is dead because Bill's quest to find him can't pay off we have to know how futile that is mm-hmm. 
All along. But get, all along? Well, so or at the very we... end, when he finally gets to see a version of Georgie, we have to we have to know it's not real. Yeah, you don't want to play with the idea is, is it just in their heads. You want to know from yeah. the get-go that it's a real thing. But that yeah, means yeah. we're on a different page than Bill. Well, we are, though. Well, okay. we know the threat's real, and he's mm-hmm. a kid. Like, mm-hmm. the audience is always aware of that, because it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And it's not until halfway through that they all talk about it. It's not until after mm-hmm. they're all in the bathroom. It's like, so we're all seeing the same thing, right? Right, right. right. And the yeah. bathroom scene, every time in the book and in the previous version, it's the thing that threatens to derail me from enjoying it, because it makes no sense that they actually have to clean up ghost blood or whatever it is. Like, there's this whole long... This is There's a montage in this film where they do it to music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and bizarre. it doesn't... It shouldn't work, but it also... This time they figured it out, because uh, in the book it's just King explaining that Bev doesn't understand why her father doesn't see the blood, and then later Bill sees it. But this gave it a texture that it needed. Like, it just... It's not just an effect sequence. In the, the TV version, I think it's in the TV version, there's this temper paint blood. It's unconvincing, because you can't have... You know, sick, thick, right. clotted blood drenched in a television show, yeah. uh, or that you couldn't at the time. And now it's like a tactile experience that they all share, and that makes so much more sense. It finally finds a way. Thirty years after King wrote it, oh, now I buy it. I actually mm-hmm. believe this, and it's mm-hmm. more disturbing that her father doesn't see it, that he's touching her forehead and not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And it it does cement the idea that it's real in a way that maybe another treatment hadn't. Oh, the washing. Right. Well, yeah, just I, the I fact that they're that. all that that Bev is feeling this stuff on her skin. Yeah, it's still there not. when they go back. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, she's I, cleaned herself up because they see her and we see her normally, but clearly it's still mm-hmm. like. It's but not. where did she clean herself up, Norm? If the bathroom was still such a shit show. Well, the, the same YMCA. Guys too. Oh, no, oh, that works too. And the YMCA in Dairy Maine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the shower <laughs> only points down. It's not like she could do. No, I understand. I'm just swing about. But yeah, no, it's. It, but it, it invites that stuff instead of asking us to dismiss it, which I think is a good way to do this mm-hmm. kind of story. Yeah. To sort of lean into the fact that this is a practical issue for characters to solve, not just, you know, oh, creepy blood, which is every Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Right. Yeah. But I love, I love the, to get back in the kid train talk, I, I love the way they interact with each other. I love the way they just shit talk each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It reminds me of the way I talked to my friends when I was a kid. Like, I like, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's yeah. very good at that. I, I, I think Stephen King captures that the vulgarity and the and the uh, the texture of childhood so well. Yeah, you know? swearing, but I think they push it even further yeah. here, like because all that stuff wasn't in the book. I don't think which. The swearing, uh, the swearing. Oh, really? it is. Oh. Yeah, is oh, yeah. It? I, I remember. It yeah, what they took. Yeah. I remember more. I haven't read it in twenty years or more. Yeah, you know. the Richie's always doing crude sexual insults, yeah, but everybody true. else is calling him on it constantly, and they they have this runner that's. They all just say beep beep Richie to make him shut up. That's right. Which, which they didn't do right. here. They didn't yeah. do it here, but Pennywise says it, which is weird because yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we remember this from the novel. Yeah, like we remember it, it. Yeah. for us. But oh, like, I thought that was something to do with the nose. Yeah, well, no. it, it's totally different. In the, well, it's in always context, uh, right in now. the book and in the miniseries, it's always like a fuck off, Richie. Yeah, and it here like it's, it would have meant this is the end. I'm coming to shut you up forever. Mm-hmm. But only those of us who've read the book know that because it's not in the film. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Just weird. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. In that scene, too, when he goes in and looks at the clown, there's a Tim Curry in that scene. Yes. Oh, is it really? I thought I saw the oh, shape of oh, the Funny. Funny. Yeah. I only noticed it this time because I didn't, I didn't, until after I watched the movie, I, I read somewhere that he was in that scene. Like, not him, but a, a, a replica. replica. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought I recognized the shape of the face. Yeah. Just yeah. It's in the left hand of the frame, I believe. Um, they did a cool thing with, uh, so they shot most of the stuff with the kids just interacting with another before they brought in Skarsgård. Oh yeah. yeah. And they, he purposely kept Bill and the kids away from each other. They weren't allowed to meet him. They weren't allowed to see any concept art. Oh wow. Uh, One of them saw something on a computer at one point. And then there's a really cool making of on the Blu-ray where they, they you see them nerding out. So like, what do you know? And they're just like talking about just different things. <laughs> right, right. And it wasn't until the scene in the house where they all meet him for the first time together that oh, they, wow. they interacted with him in real life. <laughs> and uh, there's this great bit where they show the kid that plays, is it Stan, the one that has the hypochondriac mother? No. No, Stan's the, the, the rabbi. Eddie, yeah. Eddie. 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 Uh, where he's playing opposite Skarsgård. And is f- losing his mind and freaking out because he's so fucking terrified right. over what's going on <laughs> as, as in real. Yeah. And then it breaks and Bill's character is like, are you okay? Are you okay? Is everything okay? He's like, 
fucking amazing. He's like, do that again. He's like, he's like, but are you okay? He's like, no, I'm terrified, but it's going to be amazing. So the, I heard a, 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 a Finn Wolfhard, the, the kid that plays... Eddie? Richie. No, Richie. Uh, Richie, yeah. Same same thing, where he got freaked out in... in, in Skarsgård's talking about it. He's like, he's like blubbering and he's like so scared. And then, I, you know, they yell cut and, and he says, oh, I love what you're doing with the character, man. It's just this wow. hilarious. Wow. It's like, who are these kids? Yeah. They're so <laughs> professional and like they can do their job and, but still have like, they still understand. What, yeah. It's amazing. It's so cool. It's so I'm very jealous of them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think, I assume they're bringing back the kids for the second one to do flashbacks some, or something. And just some filler stuff that maybe we didn't, yeah. Yeah. didn't see. Well, they better hurry. Cause I wonder if they already up. shot it. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they just protect themselves that way. That'd be smart. Yeah, because otherwise... Yeah, they get too old. Yeah. I mean, they must have a script. Like, they must know what they're going to need. I would assume. They right? say they have, they're still writing it. They, oh, really? Um, but you would hope they'd shoot some... Would have shot some stuff. Because, yeah, Unless the stuff is taking place, like, a year later. Or, you know. Maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, Bev leaves right away, right? Bev right. leaves to go with her aunt somewhere yeah. else. Mm-hmm. And One of the Portlands. Yeah, and inevitably they all... It's Maine, of course it's Maine. They all end up taking leaving Derry eventually, except for yeah. one of them. Right, and of course the gimmick in the in the novel, and I assume they're going to carry forward, is that they magically forget everything and have to remember once they get back to oh, Derry and right. recover these pieces of themselves. Mm. Which I don't know you could if you could do it now. Well, even in the final scene, Bev says something about how she's already oh, yeah. forgetting. Yeah, but yeah. I think she's talking oh, about... She's the, talking about when she She's talking about the, the vision zone. she had when she was floating. Yeah, yeah. And but they I were think, older. But I think it's a reference to that, and I think that also speaks to how the adults kind of forget. Like after mm-hmm. the whole, after that, the year well, of whatever happens, it. they kind of just it's just gone, mm-hmm. and they don't think about it. And that yeah. would explain it. it. Although it takes away some of the like the adults being kind of the cruelty, of complicit. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the cruelty of yeah. it. But they're complicit while it's happening. Oh, you think they? You think they remember? Like just enough. As soon as it oh, no, twenty seven no. years, they start to remember. No, no, no. I mean, but they, I mean, all they really do is they slap up a remember the curfew. Don't go yeah. after. But it's not like that's it's not, a nice subtext. Yeah, but it doesn't exactly wait until seven o'clock at night to start attacking people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Although I guess you know, like if the kids are in school, it doesn't have the opportunity. I mean, it's one of those things, right? If you are going by the logic the film lays out, where you, the child has to be alone to be successfully eaten. Yeah, uh, it's going to lure them. I assume, like I assume, the scene with Georgie is just the first or second child that gets taken, yeah. and so it's weak and has to convince the kid to come closer because otherwise uh, it's just rushing people mm-hmm. as soon as they get along and mm-hmm. starting to, with the hallucinations and the scary lepers. Well, by that uh, point, the, the, well, the Betty girls are no, that's a year or the year before. That's a, yeah, so that that's would right. be so right. it might have been the sense. first. Yeah, it could be the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he just says, "Why are you down there?" It's like, "Oh, the circus blew us in." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Georgie it's could have been the very first of that mm-hmm. year. Yeah. I always assume that just because thought, that's where King starts the book too. It's like right. this is the beginning of the epic. That's, right. that's well, that's they the say cover. it takes it takes it goes over the course of a year, and that's what October, yeah. October, October eighty eight to September eighty nine. Yeah. yeah. They kill so, him in August. Yeah. They kill him in August. They so they get they they save a month worth of children's lives. Yeah. <laughs> How freaky, there's little details, I mean, you guys have already mentioned a bunch, but when Ben is in, ben is in the library, and he's looking at the pages, and he yeah. eventually sees that in the background, well out of focus, is the librarian standing like like Pennywise, yeah. and you can almost see the grin, but it's out of focus, and they never bring it in focus. I love. There's a ton of little details like that throughout the movie. Terrifying, terrifying, terrifying. (laughs) That out of focus thing, way more than any of the in focus things. Well, the makeup, the blood across Murder Boy's face at the very end. The bully uh, who attacks Mike. He looks and and grins like Pennywise a number of Mm -hmm. times in those shots, as though he's already being possessed for whatever's going to come next. Right. Yeah. But it's. Just you know, also people look really creepy when they have red lines on their faces. Yeah, I love the makeup, the the smile that they do with Pennywise, where it just goes right up into his eyes, as if it's like he's crying. Where you don't know is like you don't know if it's that it's a smile that goes into the eyes, or if it's te- tears down, of blood yeah. that are going down into right, the smile. Yeah. It's also, a really his cool lip is gigantic. That's his. That you know what? That's Bill Skarsgård just doing that himself. Just pushing it out. Pushing it out. It's something he f- figured he could. He knew how to do, and it's something he used to do just for as a 
kind of a party trick or whatever he learned how to do as a kid. What? And so he's like, when he got the audition, he, it was the first time he's like, I can use this in a practical <laughs> way. So weird. Wow. Same as, same as um, uh, when he and Andy were, the director, were um, talking about different things he wanted to try. And he, he was telling Bill that, I want to do this thing where, like, this cross-eyed thing with you where we're going to do it optically. He's like, well, no, I can actually do that. What? No, really? And so all the cross-eyed stuff yeah, from Pennywise is for real. He's doing for real. Not well, the one where he's all the, where you can't even see his pupils. I think they augment that yeah, a little okay. bit, but he can do... That's not... I saw him do it in an interview. That's not no, right. wow, He shouldn't be able to do that. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, he's no, just like, there's something I can do. He has, he, oh, he has a lazy eye, I guess, but he can also push it a little further than... <laughs> Uh, normally can be. Wow. Great. That whole family is really How do you talented. discover these superpowers? That's what I want to know. <laughs> when do people figure out I got this, this party trick talent. where I could, I've always been able to stick my stomach out like a bizarre amount. Ooh. And so like there's at some point I'm going to use it for a roll. I just haven't had the roll yet. But now well, my actual stomach to gain some up. weight for the roll and you're like, like no, boom, no. I'm here. Yeah. Like that? Oak this square. kind of weight? Yeah. You're hired. <laughs> your character has to have an abscess at one point. Yeah. Oh, no, you need an effect where we make your belt, you make you gain weight on screen it's like right, right. just do it yeah. <laughs> I don't have any special skills uh, this, is, this is the scene in Jaws where Scheider reaches up and looks at his appendectomy and they're comparing scars <laughs> I got nothing <laughs> nothing <coughs> hilarious um yeah I, I, I'm I really really enjoyed it I'm, I'm I'm glad you guys dug it I assume you guys dug it yeah yeah, yeah. And how many times have you watched it oh sorry go ahead enjoyable and effective and and also quite profound I, I like this kind of stuff with you know stand by me anything that is kind of kids and like kind of facing the world and facing fears I, I find it really affecting and I, I, I liked it yeah this felt like the best version it could have been I was really happy I I liked mama I think Machete's got a great eye, and I love the fact that he openly mocks the Spielberg tropes. That he like there's musical cues, and then a couple of scenes of them riding bikes where the lens flares hit just so, or the, there's a John Williams lilt to it here and there. If you can acknowledge, like, because the problem I have with Stranger Things is that it never transcends the stuff that it's riffing on. I just I don't think it's as deep as everybody else seems to think. It was uh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's aggressively fine. And a lot of it is just, do you remember this thing? Do you remember that thing? And here's a thing that we also remember. And here, it coalesces. Like, the, the, the 80s references, which are even more unnecessary because the story was originally set in the 50s. It's just a coincidence that they wanted to push the second half into the present. So mm-hmm. the first half has to be moved up. It works better. It's got reference points that land. It's got images that it riffs on successfully. And the main story is given its own agency. Like, the Pennywise stuff isn't beholden to all the other reference points. It's its own scary, nightmarish stuff. Like, the scene with the slide projector is really clever in an unpredictable, tactile way that this piece of technology can't be trusted, and also there's a monster coming out of the screen, which, of course, is what everybody in a movie theater is going to freak out at. Yeah. Because they're being confronted with that. I mean, you're, you're playing on levels that I don't think Stranger Things ever really considered. And... As a result, I like this a lot more than I thought I would. Totally agree. Stranger yeah. Things is very enjoyable, but never profound. No, for it me. evaporates immediately. Yeah, right? you yeah. can appreciate this. The this, I, this is well. Also, it feels like a, it doesn't. It transcends just being a horror movie too. Like it feels like a real. Like, I think. I think this was on my top ten list. Oh, for this oh yeah. Year. Like yeah. I really, really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Because mm-hmm. um, I was, I know, I always loved this. I had this strange connection to the miniseries. I really, it really freaked me out, but it stuck with me. Yeah. Right. And, and the book stuck with me for some reason. I haven't rewatched the miniseries in a long time. I'd love to show it to my kid at some point yeah, and then does, show him. does not hold up. No, I'm sure it won't. <laughs> but I'd love to at some point just spend a rainy afternoon with him when he's like 13 or 14. And he's ready to be able to watch something like this and show him the miniseries and then this and then part two. The inevitable part two. Sure. It'll be up by then, yeah. It'll be up by then oh, yeah. and just get his feedback on that. Yeah. Maybe he'll read it first. Right? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe he'll like, have to explain the end. <laughs> <laughs> the conversation we will have. Oh, just rip yeah. out those pages now. Yeah. No, no, you see, son, <laughs> when uh, a writer loves cocaine very much. <laughs> Sometimes they just go into hands. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because this was never uh, a Stephen King book that I loved. I went through a period where I was reading a lot of Stephen King books, and uh, this sort of culminated that, like in sort of like mid-80s, 
And I remember just thinking at the time, I, I could sort of feeling the same way a lot of critics did at the time, which was, it's kind of long, it's kind of bloated, there's a, there's a lot of uh, extra shit in here that maybe shouldn't be here. Um, yeah. and, and this I, is right when he was doing all that, like, he was expanding the stand, yeah. and the talisman had come yeah. out, he was just the king of the, as, like, no pun intended, he was the king of the thousand page novel. Yeah. Yeah. But also, weirdly, I always felt like, even though this is a book where, you know, I mean, I was probably the same age as the protagonists, I never felt the same um, uh, visceral quality that I got from other Stephen King books where, like, kids were were killed, mm-hmm. like Cujo mm-hmm. or, like, Pet Cemetery, where I just felt like that did collateral damage to me. I never had the same kind of... Um, it did never had the same kind of impact on me. This actually had much more of a emotional impact on me than uh than the book did maybe that's also being you know being a parent and, yeah, and, yeah and sort of come having i mean you i was I mean, talking to norm about that yeah. anything with kids freaks me out now uh, yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to see it when it was in the theater right. i hear about that a lot with people the the perspective shift that comes when you either are expecting or when you are finally a parent that yeah. you just start reacting differently yeah there are there's so many things that like, in comic books and just everything that just kind of fucking have messed me up yeah <laughs> All these amazing detective TV series that I love and still continue to watch, but they all, all nowadays, murder, it's yeah. all child murder. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't know, it's really hard. This one was just on the edge where like the kids are old enough. Even the younger kid that's sort of pushing it, it's sort of like hitting me, but yeah. not as much as if it's a toddler because my kid's too. Sure. So yeah. That and I stuff if, kills me. Yeah. I wonder if in the novel it doesn't diffuse that somehow because it's alternating between past and present and you know most of the kids are still alive yeah maybe right. so it reduces the threat level maybe and also yeah. and also just the fact that you know in the book it's it, it are it, they have these cinematic monsters it's not things that are, yeah, are being true. pulled from their subconscious like it's but in the miniseries it, it, you do see more just random scary stuff well more deaths too it's like in the, in the miniseries and in the book he, uh, Henry's friends are killed off. They, two, the two other friends of his gang, yeah, the co-police, are, are killed off in the sewers while they're trying to hunt. While they're messing with the other kids, only and one guy is here. But when, when way earlier on, mm-hmm. the Patrick Hofstadter character, mm-hmm. and there's an interesting um, thing in the book with where he gives a blowjob to Henry Bowers. At oh, one that's point, who does? right, Henry Patrick, Patrick, does? the one that gets oh. ki- his friend that gets killed in the showers earlier. Not the showers and the sewers. And the sewers, yeah. Um, they, he gives them, like, a, right? It's like a blowjob. Yeah, it's like some that. weird sexual thing. It's, it's dominance, right? Because Henry is showing them that he's in charge after another humiliation. Oh, wow. From his father, yeah. After think, his father yeah. beat him or something. Which, I'm, you know, I'm glad that didn't make it in. That's Another... Like, yeah. The rock fight alone is one of those things that... I, like, that's the one scene where... That's they're, they're doing serious damage to each other. That's the one scene yeah. where it doesn't feel quite like they've landed the tone... Because they're throwing fucking boulders at each other, and yeah, they're not small scoring rocks. headshots, and it's played for laughs. And also, like Ben is bleeding internally at that point. Ben takes a lot of damage in this mm-hmm. in this movie. He gets slashed in the stomach twice, twice, yeah. Yeah. twice. Yeah. and what? recovers, just bounces right back the second time, which is great. But I I got the sense every now and then that there were a couple of scenes that just hadn't been thought through all the way, and mm-hmm. it was right in the midsection too when the pacing starts to flag, and you have time to think about it. Yeah. But I can also see that rocks fight scene playing so well with an audience of kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like, the, like the vomit scene in Stand By Me, it would just, it's so exaggerated <laughs> that it becomes it's oh, interesting. I can't wait to go and throw giant rocks at my see, friends. Because right. for me, when I'm watching it, I found that, it, I, maybe I just tapped into the youth thing a bit, but like sort of, it was almost exhilarating. Mm. Uh, almost like um, that release, you know, that like, ah, you know, like yeah. it, it was sort of, I, I, I sort well, that's of enjoy what it. it's about, but one of those kids is going home, going to sleep, and never waking up. Right, right, right. It, it that's, an feel, bleed. that's an internal yeah. bleed. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, it did feel kind of authentic, though, in the sense that when you are that age, things like being hit with rocks, hit, hit with sticks, you don't feel like it's going to have a lasting effect. You still feel kind of immortal. Yeah. You feel invincible. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Have you? Uh, have any of you guys read um, Kings eleven twenty two sixty three? No, I never did. No, it was big and heavy. Yeah, it's great though. Oh, cool! And the miniseries, the Franco miniseries they did, was pretty good. I think as good as you could because that's a convoluted, weird story. Do you know what it's about? Yeah, yeah. I watched the first episode and I wasn't very impressed. So. Yeah, the book is great, and what 
And the book does this thing that King does every now and then. He does it more in like Dark Tower and other series. But there, so what, what happens is that at one point in the, uh, oh, hi Siri, what are you trying to do? At one point in the, the narrative, uh, so 11, for those listening that don't know, 112263 is basically about a man who finds a portal back in time through a diner, but it only goes to a very specific date. And he gets there, and he realizes that he wants to use this opportunity to do something important, and that he should do it to stop the Kennedy assassination. But it's four years away, and he has to wait in real time. And so he decides before he wants to spend four years in the past, and basically commit his life to it, he wants to do a test on something to make sure it'll work. And so what he does is there's this um, janitor, that he's a, he's a school teacher. There's this janitor that works at the school that he teaches at who, when he was a child, his father came home in a drunken rage and tried to kill and, and killed his mother, killed his sister, and beat him to the point where he was severely mentally challenged. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and so he's like, if I can go back and stop that from happening, maybe I can, I, can, I can make his life better and save his mom and save his... So he decides to go and save that kid. Who lives in Derry, Maine? Okay, <gasps> and it takes place during the same summer as it. Interesting. <gasps> and what and what that book is all about is about how when you try to change the past, the past fights back. And so when he's in Derry, Maine, <laughs> the problem is it's a kind of, it's kind of summer where if you're walking around asking questions about a kid, you got very suspicious looks at you. Right. right. And so he has a hard time tracking down and finding out where this family is. And they use they use the events of it. As an obstacle for him. Oh, interesting. And he runs into Bev and Ben at one point and has an interaction with them. Oh, that, if you go back and reread it, is in it. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> <Okay>. Mind blowing. <laughs> but it's just written as like a random person. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost certain it's in it. Oh, I that's remember funny. reading something that's I think something this Stephen is King the... would do, just sort of have something pulling at the back of his brain for 30 years and then yeah. writing another way of it. Yeah. Oh, good for him. <laughs> Great. Yeah. But anyway, I'm not gonna read this. It's a good book. It, it, it works. It works on its own outside of that, and they cut that entire thing out of the miniseries because yeah, you don't need you? it. Right, it's right. kind of just him taking his own liberties. Yeah. But I just loved that. It was like, oh, the that, you just taken a plot from another book of yours. That if anyone's from if any reading this is familiar with it, knows that this is a major obstacle because of just what's happening in the storyline. They cut the whole test out. No, like, just they cut the miniseries. Uh, yeah, they just do. No, they cut the, the whole, whole test, test out. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure. Or they do a really simple one that involves something else. I can't remember. Okay. They don't. They definitely don't. I think he does two tests in the book. Okay. Um, but they de- they definitely don't do him going to Derry, Maine, and right? Mm. <laughs> dealing with the events of it, right? That would be cool. But in the book, it's great. Crazy. Um, yeah. No, the book's very very good. Well, this is why people keep coming back to King, right? Because he does those things, those weird curveballs and. Right turns and stuff, I and he rewards, uh, you know, loyal readers with with little Easter eggs. And Easter eggs, well, yeah. God, the Dark Tower series is full of them. Well, he Just writes himself into it, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah, it's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, at that point, he's seven books in. You might as well just start throwing stuff at the wall, right? Yeah, and who's going to stop him? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's been the problem sometimes. Yeah, because nobody stops him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wrote sixty pages today. I haven't stopped. <laughs> Child orgy. No. No, Steve. Don't do it. Don't do <laughs> it. I already wrote it. It's too late. It's in yeah, the book. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, put another yeah. one in. We're going to go back and rewrite? Yeah. I can't do that. I got another five books to write next well, week. It reminds me of there was like an SNL. Oh, the John Lovitz thing. John Lovitz. Yeah. Oh, oh, what's wrong, Steve? Uh, writer's block. Oh, it's gone. And <laughs> he goes back to typing again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's such low hanging fruit, but funny. Yeah, very funny. But very funny. Uh, any final thoughts? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm very happy we did this actually because it was it was great to have to see a movie to have to see a movie that I didn't have to see, you know, to be yep. forced to catch up to because when the Blu-ray showed up, I was going to watch it, but this is a better a way better experience mm-hmm. of it, I think. So wait, have you now having watched this seen every movie that ever Every Stephen King movie, it feels like I did the I did this whole right. list. Not every movie ever, but was most, that most of them? I was actually going to ask you, was that tying into the Dark Tower release? I, was, I think it was, yeah, we must have run it. Well, we ran it during the Dark Tower week, and then okay. we re-ran it when, when it came out, because it was suddenly way more relevant. Got it, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I still think the Dead Zone's probably 
one of the best, if not the best. So. That's one of my black holes. Oh, it's yeah, so really? Too. Yeah, I haven't oh, seen wow. it. Oh, wow. Which, is that Jeremy Irons? Yeah, who's Blu-ray. seeing that one? No, Christopher Walken. Walken. Oh, yeah, I haven't no, seen it. Also, this oh, massive yeah. stack. Yeah. Also shot... Uh, shot in Niagara and Lake. Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. In Stratford. Yeah. Um, I just watched Scanners. Oh, that makes time. sense. Oh, Scanners does not hold up. It's It's very interesting. No. The lead guy is horrible. It's not very good. yeah. But the thing that fascinates me about Scanners is how much of technology it gets wrong like it just it's just a prediction of the very very near future and you've got computers that were still really big blocky like commodore pets and stuff right and somebody hacks a computer by picking up the phone and holding their head to it and thinking really hard yeah and it's all just stuff that might have seemed right but in immediately looked cheesy but in his next movie in videodrome he predicts youtube oh, yeah. and social oh, wow. media and all kinds of other stuff it's so amazing much. just how your imagination can lead you like down a dark corridor one way and into the light the other way right but yeah dead zone's fantastic has not dated at all i, I, I yeah, just watched good. it again a couple months ago all right we'll add it to the list yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have the australian many. blu-ray sounds so weary uh, it's very tempting <laughs> it's all region so i'd love many. to hear an aussie version of <laughs> christopher walken the ice is gonna break <laughs> there you go the uh ice ice Ois. Ois. <laughs> it's gone. Ois. Break. How would Brian Brown <laughs> say this sentence? Just like that. I think that's a good spot to go out. <laughs> on, on Norm's, Norm's Christopher Walken. <laughs> good night, everybody. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious. Thank you for joining us for It. If you like the show, please subscribe to the podcast and spread the word about it. You can find me on Twitter at Lalonde Jeremy and go to Facebook for Black Hole Films. Leave a review there or on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you listen to this thing. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get 